Cougar basketball is back in action. Hop slow, hands off to Yo. Yo back and score. Another and one opportunity. Yoli Childs. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good Saturday evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in Moraga, California, getting ready to face the St. Mary's Gales. Now, BYU snapped its three-game losing streak with Thursday night's 90-87 win on the road at Pacific in the West Coast Conference opener. Cougars used a very strong start and 11 threes to hold off the Tigers. TJ Haas, man, he continues to roll, finishing with 24 points and six assists. TJ also hit four three-point shots. Coach Rose switched up the starting lineup, inserting Luke Worthington and McKay Cannon. The two combined for 15 points. Jashir Hardnett came off the bench and was a huge contributor with 17 points, including 8 of 9 from the free throw line, which was absolutely huge down the stretch. I found it interesting in both games this year where BYU snapped its three-game losing streaks, because as we remember, Cougars had two separate three-game losing streaks. The Cougars hit 11 threes in both games that snapped those streaks. Here's my impromptu stat of the day. BYU is 2-0 in hitting 11 threes. It's a lot of threes, and they looked really good the other night. While the Cougars are 1-0 in conference, the Gales, they are 0-1 after losing on the road at USF Thursday night. St. Mary's, they lost the bulk of their production from last year and have integrated five new players, four of which are freshmen. The Gales, like the Cougars, are also 9-7. The interesting part of that record, though, is that six of St. Mary's seven losses have been by six points or less. The Gales are in games. They do not get blown out. Jordan Ford leads the team with 23 points per game. Last year, he averaged only 11. And this team can shoot, nailing 50% from the field and 40% from three. So this is a team that can shoot. Uh, this, will be another, uh, this will be another nice test for the BYU Cougars uh, and an important game, really, uh, against a team that was picked ahead of BYU. Obviously, Gonzaga in the preseason picked number one. St. Mary's uh, not necessarily living up to uh, the, the preseason predictions so far. Uh, they were picked second. BYU picked to finish third. Now, for more on tonight's matchup with the Gales, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel, spoke with BYU assistant coach Quincy Lewis. And Coach Q started off by talking about BYU's big win in Stockton. You know what? It's just good to get one of those close ones, you know, and, uh, you know, the kid has a shot there at the end, and Shear did a great job of uh, guarding it, you know, but he still, that's the kind of shot that he made against, uh, you know, the UNLV game. Or the kind of shot he draws a foul on. Yeah, and he draws a lot of fouls. <laughs> Tell you what, he, uh, he, he has a propensity for that. What did it take uh, to pull that one out in the end? You know, it took our whole team, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, Yo was in foul trouble, and uh, we had a number of guys make big plays down the stretch. It wasn't like one guy just carried us. I mean, Teach hit a big three, but Sure makes big free throws. Nick makes two big ones at the end. McKay goes, goes and gets a loose ball that had no right getting it, but he got it, and he got foul. I mean, we just had a number of guys make big plays. The shot Zach makes, stepping into a deep uh, two uh, to put you up three, you can go on and on. You really could, you know. And uh, you know Zach's shot, and then you look at the the rebounds that Luke got in the you know the offensive glass. I mean, we just had a number of guys who just weren't going to lose that game. McKay gets the start, plays well. Yeah, he did a great job, and uh, you know he comes out and sticks a couple threes and uh, plays with confidence, and that's uh, that's what we were hoping for. Now, clearly, there more went into it than just the fact that these were two seniors, but you did start McKay Cannon and Luke Worthington. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're experienced guys, but even more than that, I mean, these guys are team guys, and uh, they're, they're only interested in winning. That, that's, that's their only concern, and, 
it really it made a big difference for us. It takes everyone, but it seems when TJ Hawes is good or on, you're going to be in great shape. Yeah, and uh, you know, fortunately, TJ's you know he's having a big, big year right now. Yeah. I mean, you look at all the numbers, but it's not just the numbers; it's the leadership and the poise out there. And he had a number of plays last night where I think he got down into the baseline and. Maybe uh, different times in his career he may have forced something up, and he, uh, he pulled it back out, and we ran our offense, and we got something good. Okay. How much of belief and confidence was restored in just one night? You know, it's just so funny, you know, because we could have won the, the two games we lost, the you know, Illinois State, UNLV, by just, just a hair, and this one you win by a hair, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny how just those little things can, uh, can change it over. Okay, how much did the, uh, the fact you entered a new year with a new phase of the season, league play, uh, mean to kind of help g- give the team a, a fresh start? You know, it's it's big. You know, we kind of hit the reset button, you know, on Monday. And uh, we had a good conversation with our team. And our team, you know, talked to each other and had some good practices. And then, uh, yeah, hey, you know what? We're the only team who won on the road uh, the first weekend. It's hard. Four league games on opening night and three home teams won. You were the one exception, of course. And you could just look at last night for any number of indications that this is an improving league from bottom to top. No question about it. Uh, to me, this is the deepest our league has been. And it's it's going to be an absolute battle, I mean, every night. you know. And so any game that you get, boy, you take it and you run. No tougher gym for BYU then, McEwen Pavilion. Quick thought about uh, the Gales, where they are right now compared to where they've been. You know, they've had some fantastic teams the last few years, and they've lost some great players off those teams, but they return a fantastic player in Jordan Ford, who's just, I mean, he's a heck of a point guard. But, you know, they do a great job here, and they they have a nice system, and they've got good players that have uh, come in, and uh, they're plenty good enough. What did you get out of their USF film? You know, very interesting game. You know, San Francisco obviously is having a really good year, and uh, San Francisco led the game for most of it. Um, but uh, you know what? They've, they've got multiple guys who can make plays, really, uh, St. Mary's. It's not just this kid. They, they have a number of guys. They do it slower, but they do it as efficient as anybody, usually year in, year out, when it comes to offense. Yeah, they, they play at a slower tempo, uh, but the, uh, Jordan Ford, he, he does have a little bit of a green light in transition, so he'll get up and down the floor, and if he hasn't got anything, then they'll bring it back out, and they'll, they'll be a little bit more methodical in what they do, but they, they execute very well. St. Mary's did erase a double-digit deficit, got the thing to a tie game, couldn't finish it out against USC. Yeah, yeah, they were tied at 60, and they, did, they couldn't quite get over the hump in that game against a good team, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's, I mean... I think our league is is very close. There's a lot of teams that are very close. This brings to an end a stretch of five straight games away from the Marriott Center, spread out over a few weeks. It's been a while since you played a home game. My wife knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Feels that way. Yeah, it'd be nice to be home on a Friday, Saturday night, you know. But, hey, you know what? We have a great opportunity right here. Uh, We have a great opportunity for another one on the road is the way we look at it. And we got one in our pocket, and let's, you know, hopefully we can go out and get another one. Yeah, ultimately, how much do you think or hope that that one night and one win can mean to this team in the long run? Well, I mean, just you just look at our, our guys' spirits, you know, and uh, you wake up in the morning and say, hey, we won that one. <laughs> you know, instead you wake up after that UNLV one, and that didn't feel too good, you know. But, uh, hey, we're excited, and uh, we'll be ready to play. Quincy, thanks for your time. Good luck against the Gales. All right, thanks, Rubes. There we go. Always nice to hear from uh, Coach Q. Thanks to Greg Rubel and Quincy Lewis for taking a few minutes. Help us preview tonight's matchup as BYU takes on St. Mary's in Moraga. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head to McCune Pavilion for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU. BYU Sports Network.
This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard with you in our BYU radio studios in Provo, Utah. It's time for our courtside conversation. We head to Moraga and McCune Pavilion. We are joined by Mark Durant. Mark, welcome back to the broadcast. We appreciate it. Man, I miss you, Jason. I, I, I almost felt like you were cheating on me with Terry Nashif. I Look, didn't like it. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people don't know that you are a part-time male model, and sometimes those gigs just interfere with broadcasts, and you've got to take those sometimes. Well, you know, I got the, the royal blue still is what they call my look. <laughs> and uh, Nice. You know, nice Zoolander reference. The, the, the ladies now, you know, they like the middle-aged bald guys now. It's, it's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is nice to have you back on the broadcast, and I'm really excited to get your impressions of the game that we saw at Pacific. Beyond the start and getting the 21-point lead, I think the most impressive part, at least for me, was the final five minutes when every single possession was a must-score, and BYU found a way to make it happen every time. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be overly dramatic about it, but BYU just needed that win. I mean, they had the three losses in a row, the big lead. I don't know how I could have recovered if BYU had lost that game, let alone the team and the coaches. I mean, it, they just absolutely needed to, to win that game and to put themselves in a in a good position where, you know, you get up 20 and the other team's got to make all the plays. And they did. They got back in it. But BYU, I tell you what, you got to have good players make great plays to win on the road. And uh, T.J. Haas, that three, was epic. And uh, Jashir played great late yep. and made all those free throws. And you got some stops. And, I mean, that, that was a little bit too too scary for me. But uh, I think what could be a big, big win for BYU, just l- listen, winning on the road is kind of a learned skill uh, for teams. Most teams can win at home. Uh, only really good teams win on the road, and uh, you kind of have—I mean, you know, BYU hadn't won, so th- there was kind of this doubt, I think, in their minds: Can we actually win on the road? I mean, we got a real problem here, uh, and they've blown leads on the road. And I-, I think if they weren't able to hold on to that, that that might be the nail in the coffin. You know, obviously, it's very early, but you-, you just had to get that win, and they made the plays. And now they're thinking, well. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've struggled a little bit on the road, but we, we found a way to get it done. We made the plays, and that gives you confidence. And then it's big, then w- winning on the road becomes kind of a learned behavior, and you and you just have the, the mojo, and, and you feel confident rather than thinking, oh, man, we cannot win on the road. What, what are we going to do? And you have all these – you put pressure on yourself and worry, and now they kind of got that one behind them, and hopefully they can take that confidence into what will be a better team tonight against St. Mary's. Well, and you touched on this a second ago. You mentioned the the change to the starting lineup. Luke Worthington, McKay Cannon were put in to the starting five, and I thought it worked out well, not just for them, but as something you mentioned, the play of Jashir Hardnett down the stretch, not just his ability to score, but going eight for nine from the free throw line w- was just gigantic for this team. Jashir was fantastic. Uh, and that's always an interesting question is the guy that started almost every game, I think had started every game since he's been here, and you take him out of the lineup for whatever reason, whether it's uh, what happened at Mississippi State or if it's just, you know, you need senior leadership or you need a different look, whatever it is, it, it's it's interesting to see how guys react to that. 
And I thought Jasheer bounced back like a champion and, and played one of his best games and, and helped BYU win that game. I don't know if they win it without Jasheer because you got to remember, too, Yoli's out the last few minutes of that game as well. So it fell on Jasheer and TJ, and they stepped up and, and made some, some great plays. But I, I think I you know they're going to go with that same starting lineup again today. And I, I think I like it for a couple reasons. One, what I want from a guy when he plays is I want him to to channel his inner clubber lane. I, I want him, when he's getting ready the, for the fight, you ask him how the fight's going to be, and he, and he said, my prediction for the fight, pain. I, I want a guy that's going to get in Rocky Balboa's face and growl at him. I mean, that that's the attitude I want to have in a guy. And, and I'm, I'm seeing that from McKay and from Luke. I mean, those guys aren't the most polished necessarily offense, particularly Luke. But, man, they play hard, and they're, they're aggressive, and they, they're not afraid of anything. And uh, I think that reflected in McKay's game. He came out, hit a couple threes, and Luke had some big, big plays in that game. Y- yeah, they're, they're maybe not the best players, uh, but they bring a lot to the table because of their attitude. And BYU'd had a lot of troubles, Jason, in the first, you know, five or ten minutes of games get, getting away from them. But with that with that combination on the floor, they came out and, and took over that game. And so now you're playing up 20 rather than trying to get back into a game being down 20. And that that's a lot better position to be in. So I'm, I don't know if it's long-term thing. They're going to go with it again tonight. But w- what I do like is it's an aggressive, mean-spirited, I'm going to get in your face and you're not going to beat us tonight type attitude that uh, both I think McKay and Luke bring. Not saying the other guys don't at all, but they're seniors. They kind of know. They've they just bring an attitude to, I think, what BYU needs, particularly defensively early in a game. Joining me from McCune Pavilion, he will be on the call with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And you know St. Mary's is going to come out motivated after losing on Thursday night. And, and this isn't the best Gales team we've seen. They lost a lot from last year. That doesn't mean that they're not good. What stands out to you about this year's St. Mary's squad? Well, first of all, there's there's no game in the West Coast Conference on the road that you can't lose. I mean, that, that's obvious. BYU, they're gonna they're gonna have a struggle with every team they play. And the good news is you don't have to worry about Jock Landale scoring every time he wants to, getting all the touches down low, and and Nar breaking you down and kicking to Hermanson for an open three. I mean, it's it's not that team. And BYU, I think, can take some confidence in what they did in the conference tournament last year. That was probably their best game of the season last year. Uh, Yoli's, I think, uh, Yoli almost played a perfect game in that one. And and then knowing that, you know, it's it's a team that, although it's very good, obviously, St. Mary's at home, it is not unbeatable. Some years I, I came in here thinking, man, there's no way BYU's going to win this game. But now I think BYU's got an excellent chance. And, uh, again, you got Ford. He's he's fantastic. I was watching him warm up, and he's, man, can he shoot the ball? He's shooting from the, the logo. He made about five in a row. <laughs> I mean, he can really, really play. And then, you know, you got the Fitz and Hunter. I mean, they, they've got guys, and they're a really good shooting team, and they're still that same type of team that, you know, we've talked about in the past, Jason, how they, they run their stuff so well. They get open shots, and they're one of the top shooting teams in the country. And, and they, they're still all that, but they don't quite have the caliber of players that they've had in the past. And so that gives BYU a much better opportunity. And if BYU... Jason can win two games on the road in conference. They'll be in a place, really, that I can't remember them being in conference, getting two road wins to start the year and being at the top of the conference and 
and uh, other guys having to chase them a little bit. Usually after the first week they go on the road, they're kind of looking up at teams. And so this would be a great opportunity to kind of set the tone and uh, and be be on top of the conference to start off. I think that would be great for this team's mindset. Well, and the word you just used, road, is what I want to ask you about. Tonight's also the fifth of BYU's five-game road swing. Cougars haven't played in Provo since the 12th of December. It will certainly be nice to th- see things start to even out with some home games after tonight. I don't remember it ever going that long between home games. I mean... I miss the Marriott Center. I'm gonna get down there. It oh, I was like there earlier for women's basketball. It is still there, so it, it, I'm just you know, I mean, hasn't it gone like anywhere. It's, it's been an entire year since uh, BYU's played there, but yeah, I, I mean that that is not ideal. But and, and who knows? I mean, I personally think the fact that you go on the road and you're playing UNLV and San Diego State and Mississippi State particularly. Those are really hard teams, very athletic, super athletic, more athletic than most teams in this conference. So when you do that, you kind of get the feel for playing on the road, and then you're playing against such really good teams. That when you come and then you're on the road against teams that can't jump out of the gym and block every shot and run you de- run you out the building, I mean, it gives you a little confidence. I mean, it's like me go playing one-on-one against Yoli and then going against Greg Rubel. I mean, I'm not saying... St. Mary's is Greg Rubel. I wouldn't say that about any team because that would be cruel. But the, the point is St. Mary's doesn't have the athletes Mississippi State does. So you, you, um, it, it, it seems, I think at least in your mind, that you can do things that you, you otherwise couldn't do. So in that respect, I think going on the road playing those tough games helps a team's confidence when they're playing against teams a, a little bit less athletic. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present keys to the game. Mark Durant, what are your keys to tonight's game? I think Yoli needs to have a really great game. I mentioned that conference tournament game. He had 33 points, almost a perfect game. Uh, it's as good as I've ever seen Yoli play. And Yoli, for a stretch this season at Utah State, Utah, a couple, you know, had three 30-plus games in a row, was virtually unstoppable. Uh, he's he's playing, still playing all right. I mean, if I ever played uh, a mediocre Yoli game, that would have been my best game ever. <laughs> So I'm not saying he's playing bad. All I'm saying is he's not playing as good as Yoli can play. And uh, I think if Yoli can get back 20, 25, 30 points, Yoli probably win this game because that's where they have the advantage. And and if they're not taking advantage of Yoli, they're going to have to beat St. Mary's at the St. Mary's game, which is threes and and you know getting high percentage twos. And that that's hard to beat them with that game. So I think the real key to this game is Yoli has to play a little bit better than he has recently. So I don't know if you're familiar with the the setup of where I am during the games, but you know I'm in a, I'm in a radio what booth here. What are you here. wearing, Jason? Stop it. So <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the I'm in the radio booth at BYU Radio, and so during the games, there's a TV in here that I can have you know the visual, and then I have obviously the radio broadcast through the headphones. So at multiple times throughout the games, I can see you and Greg as the, as the camera goes by. And sometimes, like when the referee is looking at something, there'll be an extended shot of you and Greg, you know, sitting courtside. I would like at some point tonight to see Royal Blue Steel from you. Uh, if you could give us one of those on TV, that would be much appreciated. Maybe if you could, like, whisper in my ear when the camera's on me. Okay. I, right. I got you. All right. I got you. All right. Hey, Shep. Yes. Shep. 
Mark Durant, so hot right now. <laughs> yes, yes, just like Hansel. Guys, yeah. <laughs> great to hear from you. Mark, thank you very much. Greg, good to hear from you. We'll hear both of you oh, coming yeah. up in a few minutes. See you later. <laughs> there we go. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops. And, hey, NFL Wildcard Weekend, it's here. One game in the books, another one going on right now. We'll update you on both. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU and St. Mary's coming your way in about 35 minutes from Moraga. We'll get you there coming up in just a second. Let's update you on other action going on today. We'll actually start with the game that's a final from the Marriott Center earlier today. BYU women's basketball improving to 4-0 in West Coast Conference play. They defeat LMU 55-44. Brenna Chase with 14 points to lead all scores. All right, other action. Uh, one final from earlier today. The University of Utah lost in overtime at Arizona. 84-81 Wildcats defeating the Utes. Game's going on right now. Utah State leading Air Force 67-52. That's in the second half. Weber State with a four-point lead over Southern Utah, 52-48, 12 minutes to go in that one. Uh, Just underway, UVU at Cal State Bakersfield. It is 11-6 in favor of the Wolverines. All right, Uh, WCC action. Gonzaga, seventh-ranked in the country, leading Santa Clara, 68-34. Some finals for you. LMU defeats Portland, 76-64. And San Francisco, they uh, are now 2-0 in WCC play, winning at Pepperdine, 72 269. I mentioned that it's uh, NFL Wild Card Weekend earlier today in the AFC. The Colts go into Houston and dominate the Texans 21 to 7. At one point it was 21 to nothing. Colts will advance on to take on my Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead next week. And in the NFC right now, third quarter action, four minutes to go in Arlington. The Dallas Cowboys leading the Seattle Seahawks 10 to 6 again 405 to go in the third quarter. That is a wrap for Cougar post game, excuse me, Cougar pregame live. Boy, I can't jump ahead to the post already. Coming up next, we'll send you to McCune Pavilion in Moraga, California with we'll have the pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. We welcome you courtside inside McEwen Pavilion on the idyllic campus of St. Mary's College, a peaceful pastoral setting that belies the inhospitable nature of this venue in which BYU has lost in seven of eight get-togethers with the Gales all time. I'm Greg Grubel. With me is the former Cougar hoopster and social media mirthmaker Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, regardless of the outcome tonight, uh, we hope it's a positive one, certainly. The result two nights ago at Pacific has uh, restored belief that a win tonight is a little closer than it maybe maybe was a week ago, let's say. Man, I tell you, listen to that game, you and Terry. I still haven't recovered. I mean, that was nerve-wracking, and you're like, can this really be happening? And this is what the guys are thinking as well, not just me listening. Are we going to lose this game after being up to, what, 2021? Is this really going to happen to us again? And as a team, when that happens to you, you start thinking, man, we're jinxed. We we just can't do it. We can't get a win on the road. No matter how well we play, we find a way to lose it. 
And so it's a real challenge to kind of get out of that mindset. And what a big finish from uh, TJ and Jashir and everybody, really. But those guys made some big plays and, and really, say, to me, that saved the season. I mean, if you start out on the road against Pacific, you lose a 21-point lead. That is just devastating. And uh, we, we've talked about this, Greg. That shot from TJ might be a season saver when you look back on things. Uh, that was a that was such a big shot in the moment to kind of to reset yourself after falling apart, really, and gave BYU just that little bit they needed to find a way to get a win. And now they've got that win, and that'll give them confidence here tonight. All right, coming up next. We'll hear what uh, Dave Rose has to say ahead of tonight's matchup in Moraga as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We have a pair of 9-7 and seven teams tipping it off tonight here in Moraga as BYU and St. Mary's meet. The Cougars looking to make an early statement with a second opening weekend road win in the WCC. The Gales looking to salvage their weekend after a loss at San Francisco on Thursday. USF going into Malibu tonight and down 69-67. Closing seconds, Frankie Ferrari with ultimately the game-winning three-pointer. Made it 70-69, two more free throws, 72-69. The Dons go to 2-0 on the opening weekend of WCC play. Time now for my pregame interview with BYU head coach Dave Rose, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And in tonight's pregame interview, the coach talks about what the Thursday's springboard win in Stockton might mean tonight here at St. Mary's. Well, I, I think that, you know, the, there, there's so many big plays where we made second efforts, third efforts. Um, you know, we shot the ball well to start the game, uh, but I, I just think that we competed. We, we got started in the, uh, you know, the, 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 the real, you know, nuts and bolts of what this team needs to be really good, and that is we competed together. And then we had a lot of guys that actually contributed in those last four or five minutes that um, – you know, that, that helped us seal the win. I think that, you know, all basketball fans everywhere realize that this weekend is kind of the uh, – all the games change. You can mm-hmm. see there's overtime games everywhere and close matchups here and there. Conference is a is, is different type of play. And, and you really need, uh, you know, multiple guys making big plays and being connected together and competing together. And I thought that's what we did. You've talked a lot about needing more than just Yo and TJ to be the best team you can meet. It's more than just points on a stat sheet. It's when they come and how they come and and what it means. And there, there's so there's just so many time opportunities that you have in a game to to kind of make that that second effort or that that third effort play uh, that has what I believe to as a real. Uh, determining factor on the, the outcome of the game. And it could be with seven minutes left in the first half still, you know, but it, it, it creates habits with your guys, and I think it's contagious. Um, I mean, we saw so many guys making just really, really big plays. Um, you know, one play, one uh, it just comes, st- sticks out as an offensive rebound, long rebound, and McKay Cannon just flew out there and, you know, airborne. jumps for that thing yeah. and, you know, ends up sprawled. But, you know, th- th- we end up with the possession. We get the ball. And th- those those are the, the kind of plays that, in, you know, just here, that last that last uh, shot attempt, you know, by Gallon, he, he just went all – he had to guard him like three times, it seemed yeah. like, you know, in order to get the actual contested, you know, shot at the end. So, um, you know, and, and, and hopefully that, w- that can become contagious and we'll see a lot of those plays here tonight. 
You made a couple of lineup changes before the Pacific game. You'll stay with that group? Yeah, we'll stay with that group. I think that, um, you know, what, what we're really looking for is, is, you know, especially with our confidence challenged a little bit, is, is just getting off to a really good start and together as a group. And I just feel like uh, with the physical nature of the, 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 the league play, that Luke is, is, is a really good, solid option for us there. Um, and, and then McKay is, you know, McKay is bringing us really, um, you know, just efficient, effective play. And uh, I told you this in the post game. I was really proud of Zach and Sheer. That's hard. It's hard when you, you know, in perception you lose your starting position to still come in and contribute. And Sheer had one of his best games of the season. And Zach's the same. So right. the St. Mary's team doesn't look exactly like the teams you've faced in recent years. Uh, Jordan Ford's really the only main holdover who's in the starting group right now. Yeah, but they play a lot like they've played, just different guys. And, and um, you know, they, they've got quite a few losses, but when you look at the losses, they're three-point oh, loss, one-point yeah. loss, four-point loss, five-point loss. And, and and Jordan, you know, Ford, if you ask Randy right now, he'd, he'd tell you that he's probably doing more than he wants him to do on the offensive end. I don't know if he's had a, a guard anyways dominate the scoring like this until before we actually got in the league with a guy named Mickey McConnell. So uh, we played them in, in Corpus Christi years ago before we came into the league. And, and since then, it's, he's been had a really balanced team, balanced offensive teams. And this team, I mean, there have been games when, when uh, George had 38, 36, 40. And so we can't afford that to happen here tonight. And, and we got to do a good job on him. Uh, but they're just physically tough. They really execute their things. They're just stuff well. They set good hard screens. Um, we're going to have to really rebound in the game. The game, this will come down to where we get misses. We need to get, we need to track them down. We can't give them second attempts. Their game at uh, USF kind of shows what the uh, league play is all about. That was a close game. Yeah. And when, you know, you know, right down to the wire. And I, you know, I, I just, I believe that the league is, is, um, you know, really, um, we're, we're all, a lot closer together than maybe we were five years ago or so. Gonzaga obviously is still, you know, up there at the top, and we'll see, you know, if teams can break into that and, and find ways to beat them. But um, the rest of the group, I think, you know, there's, it's, there's going to be a lot of close games down the stretch here. All right, Coach, good luck against the Gales, and we will talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. That is BYU head coach Dave Rose, and that is tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Cougar Tip-Off Show is coming up next from McEwen Pavilion in Moraga, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, since BYU joined the West Coast Conference, the toughest venue in which to earn a result has been this 3,500-seat venue tucked away amidst the trees and among the hilltops and winding roads of Moraga. It is McEwen Pavilion 
playing host tonight to St. Mary's and BYU in a nationally televised late-night WCC showdown. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant with you for courtside commentary on this cool, wet day in the Inland Bay. Our statistician, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Operating our control board tonight is Nathan Israelson. Our coordinating producer of the broadcast is Terry South. Our broadcast intern today is Sterling Richards. And our engineer, Sean Fay, with help from Randy Bateman. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air, we are live on BYU Radio, 89.1 FM, HD2, and KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM, and 1160 AM. We are streaming on BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com in addition to the BYU Radio and the BYU Cougars apps. We're also on network affiliates in Utah and Idaho. You can get archives of today's game. It can be heard commercial break free at BYURadio.org. Also on the BYU Radio app and the brand new BYU Men's Basketball Podcast. Well, two nights ago in Stockton at Pacific, uh, Dave Rose made a lineup change, and it seemed to perfectly fit the theme of novelty. New calendar year, new stage of the season with the start of conference play, and ideally uh, a new mindset in the wake of a three-game losing streak, and it all came together as the Cougars cruised out to a 21-point lead. Then things got a little dicey. Large lead was lost, and BYU actually did trail late, but they pulled it back and picked up what felt like a pretty huge win, and Mark... uh, Big-time performances came not just from the guy with the three-point shot to put him up late, say, T.J. Haas, not just from Yoli Child's double-double, but really guys up and down the roster. In that type of situation, you need plays to break your way, and you can make plays break your way. You talk about the offensive rebounds and and getting to the free-throw line. and the, Yeah, they missed some free-throws earlier, but, man, they were nails the last couple minutes this year in the uh, Emery. Uh, so everybody contributed. And even the guys, you know, you talk about the 21-point lead, that was important because then you give a cushion where you could withstand what Pacific did. So, I mean, it all went together. And you need to know, though, Greg, at the end of a game where you're going to get your points from. And uh, if you're kind of wondering who's going to go get a win for you, you're in trouble. Uh, And I think maybe BYU had a little bit of that. I always go back to Travis Hansen. Late in a close game, I knew Travis Hansen was going to get us a bucket. He was going to make something happen. And I think TJ and uh, and Jasheer are kind of filling that role, that in a tough situation, they're going to make a play, and and they did in that game, which will now build confidence for them and and their teammates in them to know if it's a tight situation, we're going to find a way to get it done. That was a big, big win for BYU. And BYU got to the finish line without Yoli Childs. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's ideal to have Yoli in there, but again, that's going to build the confidence of other guys that we can win without Yoli. He's not as good as he is. He's not everything to this team, and that was they almost played better when Yoli went out because then I think other guys said stepped up and said, okay, Yoli's out. I've got to take it upon myself and get this thing done. Coming up after this break, uh, St. Mary's assistant coach, Justin Joyner, chats with me as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues from McEwen Pavilion in Moraga, California on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brett Rubel. All right, the BYU and the St. Mary's coming up as the WCC's five-game slate draws to a close on opening weekend. Already today, two finals. LMU winning at home against Portland 76-64. 
And USF going on the road to Pepperdine, winning 72-69. LMU 1-1, Portland 0-1, Pepperdine 1-1, USF 2-0. And And Gonzaga leading uh, Santa Clara big up in Spokane tonight. Right, uh, BYU and St. Mary's, both teams 9-7 on this season. The seven losses are more than St. Mary's suffered all of last season when the Gales went 30-6. So from 30-6 to 9-7, different year indeed here in Moraga. On this year's team, only Jordan Ford returns as a starter, and there have been uh, growing pains as a result a short time ago. I spoke about that and more with assistant coach Justin Joyner about the uh, up-and-down nature of a season that has seen St. Mary's alternate wins and losses over the last six games. I think for tonight, I mean, you know, we're on our home court. we got to play well tonight. we got to play well. we got to shoot the ball well. We obviously got to keep BYU out of transition. They're really good there. Um, and they had a two-headed snake that's really good. So um, it's going to take a team effort. We're going to need to play well uh, and to shoot the ball well and defend our home court. What did they show you at Pacific on Thursday? They showed a grit and determination to get it done on the road. You know, obviously they they were down and they came back and they got it done. I mean, and you got two players like Childs and Haas, you're all you're never out of the game. And then uh, their supporting cast, I thought Sell just really good down the stretch. Um, so they showed a grit and determination to be able to get it done on the road. How about your guys' league opener? You were on the road, and you showed grit and determination to get it back from down, I think, 13. Yeah. Just couldn't quite finish it off. Yeah, you know, we're young, obviously, and we haven't – we've been in those situations quite a bit, and we haven't really come out on top. So it's just part of the process of getting better and, you know, honing in on the details of defending and rebounding and just the little things to get you over the hump in a game like that. But uh, credit to USF. They're, they're good. They're old. They're, uh, they're a veteran team, and, and they did a nice job. Has Jordan Ford been everything you'd hoped he'd be as a junior for this team? Absolutely. You know, you've kind of seen the progression come on and uh, as, as he's grown in our program, and he's really taken hold of, of leadership in our program, and he's, he's done a really good job, obviously, producing for us, and his numbers are great, and his percentages are great, but more importantly, his leadership's been off the charts. You talk about the two-headed snake for BYU. Who's the second guy for you guys, do you think, right now? I think it'd be, uh, it could be one of two guys. It can be Jordan Hunter, obviously, who's our five-man. It can be Malik Fitz, or it could be both of those guys. I think we have... We definitely have three guys that can really produce like a second-tier scorer for us, so it just depends on which one of those guys is bringing it. We'd hope that both of them would. BYU fans were used to seeing the St. Mary's group that we saw last year and for the previous number of years. Looks a little different right now. Where are you maybe the same, and where are there just some things you're still trying to work through? I think you got a lot of guys that haven't played big minutes for St. Mary's, so I think with that comes a little bit of a learning curve. And uh, the guys got to get better. Guys got to grow into the roles that they're now asked to produce in. So... I think uh, we have, and I think we're continually getting better, and I think you're going to see that throughout the course of the uh, season. There are coaches who believe that, that that over the course of a year or a career, close games tend to even themselves out. Right now, it's not that way for you guys, kind yeah. of one-sided the other way. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. We just, uh, again, it's, it's a learning experience, but we gotta we got to be good enough to get over that hump. And, you know, I think a lot of that is maturity and, and growth, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking to grow and mature as a unit, and, and hopefully in our next close one we can we can get it done. This building looks and feels just a little different than maybe yeah. last year. Did you sense a different vibe to that way? Yeah, it is. I think uh, I think we we'll see a good crowd tonight. Obviously, we got the, the big scoreboard, and that's yeah. that's added a dynamic. We redid the floor, which has added a nice yeah. dynamic. And um, yeah, I think we'll have a good crowd tonight, and I think our crowd really enjoys it. And yeah, it's it's, it's a good gym. It's it's obviously growing. It can help us in a lot of different areas. How do you see this league right now, bottom to top? Man, it's good. I think it's good. I think you got your top five or six that are really really good that can compete for that top three in the conference, and I think it's good. For, RPI-wise and net-wise for, uh, for our conference as a whole and, and for the teams at the top. I think uh, 
I think obviously some teams have scheduled a little bit harder this year, which is great, which is good for our conference, including as well. you guys. Absolutely, we have obviously BYU's have played a monster of a schedule, so um, I think that's also good for the conference. And yeah, I think you got your Pacific's good. Obviously, your Santa Clara has been playing well. Um, obviously, the top of the BYU's, the USF's been really good this year. So I think it's good for the conference, and we'd like to see that, con- that our conference continue to get better and, and grow, and, and the bottom teams continue to get better. Coach Joyner, thanks for the preview, and we will see you back in Provo. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, that is Justin Joyner, assistant coach for Randy Bennett here at St. Mary's. Time now for tonight's You Be the Judge segment, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here is tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. And as always, we invite you to play along at home or in the car or wherever you are. With his next three-point field goal, T.J. Haas will tie brother Tyler with 162 career three-pointers. That number ranks eighth all-time at BYU, by the way. Tyler, of course, is BYU's career scoring leader, but not the Cougars' all-time leader in field goals made. Who holds that particular distinction? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Moraga on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and St. Mary's straight ahead. Actually looking at a 10 after the hour tip time. Was set for 05 and then TV said, how about 10 after? And they said, okay. TV governs. Whatever they tell us to do is what we do. The radio guys will do what the TV guys tell us to. And so we'll, we'll tip it at 10 <laughs> after the hour tonight. All right, now first up, we have the answer in tonight's uh, You Be the Judge segment, brought to you by Legally Mine. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. With his next three-point field goal, T.J. Haas will actually tie his brother, Tyler, with 162 career three-pointers. Of course, Tyler did that in four years, and T.J. will do it in two and a half. Now, that number's going to rank eighth all-time at BYU, so plenty of time for T.J. to bump that number up. But Tyler, of course, is BYU's career scoring leader, but not the Cougars' all-time leader in field goals made. Hmm. So who, hold, who holds that distinction? There can only be one answer. This is a pre-three-point line guy, and it's not my brother because my brother shot a bazillion free throws. It's got to be Danny Ainge. Final answer. No phone a friend. I'm going with Danny Ainge. That is a logical inference, and it is correct. Thank you. Danny Ainge. Tyler Hawes, while leading BYU in career scoring, made 917 field goals. But because a lot of those were threes and Danny didn't have those, Danny made 987. Almost 1,000 field goals made as a BYU Cougar to lead the Cougars' all-time tally. That's You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mind. More of the Cougar Tip-Off show coming your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, the BYU and St. Mary's coming up around 10 after the hour. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant getting you set for play courtside. Nick Emery, Mark, uh, how's it coming along to you? He's, he's played a number of games now since returning against Utah State. And I thought the, the game at Pacific actually was one of his better games since being back. I think progress is certainly slow for Nick, which is fine. Uh, I kind of feel like he's ready to break out in one of these and have a big, big game. But what I do like about Nick, he's smart, and he plays tough defense and creates things outside of just scoring. And I'm actually pretty pleased with how he's proceeded. But I think offensively he needs to be a little bit more confident, more aggressive. 
I mentioned uh, T.J. Haas' three-point number sitting at 162 now for his career. Uh, Nick Emery's made 179 three-point field goals. Now he made one against Pacific, so he climbs the uh, the tally. So BYU has two of the most prolific three-pointer three-point shooters on the same roster right now with T.J. and Nick. And Zach Selyus, after his big freshman year, has a pretty good number uh, himself as well. BYU and St. Mary's getting tonight's WCC nightcap underway next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from McEwen Pavilion in Moraga, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.